Hi there, huddlers. Thanks for your time. I appreciate the chance to spend time with you. Today, we're gonna to talk about worry by sorting through all the ways it's maintained. Let's talk cognitive process. Your process for any task is your series of steps to achieve your end. Your process for brushing your teeth or cleaning your kitchen may seem to you like that's just how you do it, but if you survey the next 10 people you encounter, it's very likely that their process for those tasks are not as similar as you were expecting. For worriers, the mental process of worrying might otherwise be described as thinking. Where does your worry end and your thinking start? To sort this one out, first off, bring attention to and get control over any functional worry that you experience. Worry as a function is a cognitive form of experiential avoidance, similar to thought control or thought suppression. In thought control and thought suppression, individuals make attempts to stop thinking about the stimulating topic and distract themselves. When worrying as a cognitive avoidance, you might feel like you're thinking about a topic a lot or even feel completely preoccupied by it. This form of worry is problematic when you don't know, um, when you don't feel like you get to choose to think about it and when you're thinking doesn't become problem solving, it's just churning round and round. If you've fallen into the habit of worrying as experiential avoidance, you probably don't know what you feel about the content that preoccupies you. Another clue is that you can't stop thinking about it and you don't wanna talk about it. You feel an aversion to anyone asking you about it. You don't wanna discuss it in psychotherapy or group. Uh, if you tried to write it out, it would either be very hard to do or it'd feel very uncomfortable for you. Here are some questions to ask yourself if you're experiencing worry as experiential avoidance. First, you could ask, if I didn't feel anxiety, what else would I feel? So some examples would be sadness, anger, guilt, fear, regret, jealousy, embarrassment, a not just right feeling. Um, the second question you could ask yourself is, if I was gonna take action on this topic rather than worrying about it, what would my next step be? Um, and then finally, you could ask yourself, is there anything I can actually do differently? Um, over the next couple of weeks, we're also gonna talk about mental compulsions, rumination, and post-event processing. Um, these are other triggered thinking patterns. Um, there will be external circumstances or internal thoughts, feelings, and sensations that make these responses more likely in your thinking. So to overcome mental compulsions, rumination, and post-event processing, we've got to observe what triggers it, what keeps you fused to the content when it arrives, and then what you feel as you're thinking this way. We'll work together to challenge those beliefs that keep you fused to the content and try to help you stay present to the feelings. You'll need to be ready for the trigger, ready to get distance um, from the fused thoughts when they show up, ready to show compassion to your feelings, and ready to bring yourself back to the present moment. Um, so when worry isn't um, primarily driven by its function, it can also be maintained by a combination of habit and belief in the utility of worry. So some possible beliefs um, include that the idea that worry reduces painful emotions, or that you could also think of as functional worry. Um, worry increases my self-worth and self-esteem. Uh, it makes me feel more in control. Uh, worry prevents catastrophe because I have control over what I worry about. Uh, worry helps me solve problems. And um, worry motivates me because it makes me aware of everything that could go wrong. So those are some possible beliefs about worry. Some of the workable functions that worry has is that worry does provide short-term reduction in painful emotions. That's true. It can provide short-term reduction in uncertainty. 
um, it can provide short-term increase in self-esteem and short-term increase in self-efficacy. Again, because it feels like you're doing something that's helpful and you're not as aware of what you're, the painful feelings you might be having or the feeling of uncertainty. So in that sense, the immediate there is immediate gratification um, from worry, but long-term, the unworkable functions are that it um, increases painful emotions in the long-term, it increases sensitivity to uncertainty in the long-term, um, it actually gives you a reduction of self-esteem and self-efficacy in the long-term uh, because you're not actually building the skill, when you're worrying rather than problem solving, you're not actually building the skills that would make you feel, feel efficacious through behavior. Um, and then also long-term, it, it narrows your options, again, because you're worrying rather than acting. So to break the habit of worrying, you need to work at it. And you also have to have compassion on yourself during the process. If your teeth brushing process did not involve flossing and your dentist told you to floss, uh, would you think, well, that's just, <laughs> that's just your opinion, or man, I'm really a bad person for not having this step in my routine? I hope you wouldn't. The more helpful response to your dentist would be something like, that seems like it would be helpful, and it's going to be challenging to change this habit, but I care about my health, so I'm going to try. What can I do to help myself most likely change this habit? So try to think about your mind and your mental habits this way, too. There's nothing inherently wrong with you if your mind happens to worry a lot, but it is a habit that causes a lot of suffering and sensitizes you to other suffering-inducing response mechanisms like avoidance and rumination. The habit or process of worrying can also just make life feel urgent, less safe, and more stressful than it needs to be. So worrying can also occur when you have the feeling of uncertainty about an unanswerable question and you try to make the uncertainty dissipate by answering the question. Worry is productive when the question is answerable and the attempts to answer it result in problem solving. Worry is not productive when the question is un inherently unanswerable and the attempts to answer it creates uh, more questions plus worry about worry. So that would be, what if I can't stop worrying? Um, so you can read more in my blog about the difference between productive worry and unproductive worry. Um, so, so far we've covered how worry can be a function. So the function of worry typically is to um, decrease painful emotions. Worry can also be a habit that's maintained by beliefs about its utility. And then also worry can be both productive and unproductive, depending on how, whether or not the, the question is inherently uncertain. Um, so scheduled worry time is the most effective intervention for worry as a process. Besides challenging some of the beliefs that um, maintain the habit, you also actually want to work on it as a function. So when the main function of your worry is to avoid or suppress uncomfortable sensations and feelings, the best thing you can do is go toward it until it's boring. boring. Write out all your fears and then say them over and over until it's no longer distressing. Um, scheduled worry time should challenge the idea that worrying is reasonable. Time orientation and content don't matter. If your worry is not maintained by actual problems to solve or beliefs about the utility to worry, then scheduled worry time should challenge the function of your worrying and break your habit. So the way it works is that um, you set aside 10 minutes per day, twice per day to worry out loud. 
during this exercise, you should plan to worry. You should plan what you're going to worry about ahead of time, writing everything down um, that you worry about in the format of what if then catastrophic thought. So you don't want to problem solve or answer the question. You just want to write out all the things that you worry about. An example of this list might include what if I don't get what if I don't get to where I need to be on time? What if my car breaks down? What if my child gets sick? What if something terrible happens to me? What if there's something wrong with my mind? What if I feel embarrassed at the upcoming event? What if I'm not prepared for the thing I need to prepare for? What if um, this person is mad at me? What if something that causes people, what if something causes people to dislike me? What if I fail? What if I make a mistake at a thing I'm trying and uh, maybe I don't fail, but it has some other catastrophic consequence? What if worrying so much uh, means something bad about me? What if anxiety isn't really my problem? What if I'm anxious forever? What if this technique doesn't work? You know, all that kind of stuff. You could go on and on. Your, your list could be as short or as long as you want it to be, and you can add to it over time. It's important that you continue to worry out loud in a mirror for a full 10 minutes, um, even if you only have a minute or two of worries. By repeating the worries over and over, you will start to feel less anxious, um, and hopefully that finishing the task will feel boring. The point of this exercise is fourfold. First, um, you contain the worries to one part of the day and have a place to put the worries that pop up in your mind in the middle of the day. And you can, you can then think, oh, let me get back to whatever I was doing. I can worry about that later. Um, the second thing it does is desensitize yourself to the thoughts themselves by hearing them out loud in your own voice. Um, the third thing it does is you learn to see your worries as chatter. Um, that just pops up into your mind when you're anxious, not content that's important or that you need to respond to. And then finally, you're cueing yourself to respond to the thoughts as worry when they intrude in your mind at other times, not as content that's important to respond to. So when you're ready to, to commit to breaking the habit of worry, there's five steps I want you to take. First, uh, start the scheduled worry time and observe your experience over five to seven days. Next, um, number two, identify the, the beliefs that you have about worry and the workable versus unworkable um, uh, functions that it has in your life. Number three, uh, once you're tracking your worries, differentiate between answerable and unanswerable questions in order to turn unproductive worry into productive worry. Four, take action on the answerable questions that have solutions. And five, in everyday life, notice worries as they arrive and redirect your attention back to the present. Looking forward to talking more in community time. See you guys soon.